0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. Hey, when the creative spark hits, you gotta take advantage of it. So, two podcasts in two days. What the hell is this all about? Well, as I was walking loose last night, I was filled with an immense amount of gratitude. This got me thinking and led to the idea of inadvertently continuing yesterday's episode with one of the practices that I'm beginning to implement as of recent. Today's podcast is titled, Replacing the Bad with the Good. My reasoning behind the title is, as mentioned, this has been a huge point of focus for me as of late. I mentioned yesterday that two weeks ago, I took a vacation down to BC, hoping to find silence away from my phone, and I found exactly that. I wanted to talk about a journal entry from my third day on the trip, and it goes as follows. I never replace the negative with positive, question mark. I must begin bringing awareness with positivity, not neutral awareness followed by more negativity. Awareness may be the first step to creating change, but awareness followed by action is where the magic happens. One line below this, I even wrote, well done, Max, with a smiley face beside it. Corny, I know, but this is technically a huge step in the right direction for me. Maybe you can relate. But genuinely affirming myself is still a very difficult task for me to honestly do. I've had a lot of questions about my experiences with EMDR since beginning this journey six months ago, so today I'm going to loosely walk you through how we've gone about it. I'm sure anyone who has done this before has had different experiences and outcomes, so just understand this is obviously my very subjective opinion and experience. I'm sure every therapist has different ways about going about this and even just initiating the actual process itself. For the purpose of today's pod, I'm going to refer to our EMDR sessions as quote-unquote processing sessions because not every one of our sessions do we actually perform EMDR. Our first processing session, we started on a positive topic. I believe we do this because we don't really know how each individual is going to respond. One of the worst things that can happen And I alluded to this yesterday in the podcast of how I felt like an open wound after a very intense session. And when re-entering the world after a heavy session like that, it can actually be re-traumatizing in its own right, depending on what comes up during the EMDR processing, which is why it's always good to sort of, quote unquote, test the waters before going into more emotionally exhausting topics. So if you ever have been on the fence, just understand that, you know, the first session you see that therapist, it's not going to be this crazy, ultra intense um, session. So just keep that in mind is that they will ease you into it. And obviously, as you develop trust with the therapist as a whole, right, you guys can get deeper and deeper into specific topics. The first exercise Stu had me doing is painting a picture of what makes me happiest. If you've ever seen Happy Gilmore, picture Adam Sandler's happy place. The reason behind this is likely more than one. But as far as I'm aware, one of the reasons is it acts as a safe space for you to go to whenever you need whether it be in the midst of a very heavy session or just on a daily basis, whenever you're going through some heavy feels. For me, this picture looks something like this. I'm on a beach. It's around dusk and the waves are flowing in. I'm sitting beside a fire and beside me is Lucy munching on a stick. For those who know Lucy, you'll understand why. We are both there, content, letting the waves wash in and out. This is the exact visual I've been going back to whenever I remember to, and it's been profoundly impactful on whatever current state of mind I am in. I am leaving with this story because while I was in Invermere, I caught myself painting a new happy place. I was sitting in the Airbnb backyard the one afternoon. The sun was peering through, I had a latte, a book, and Lucy was by my feet having a snooze after a long walk slash swim we had just gone on. I was so full of joy. I don't even really have the words to describe what that felt like in my body, but I know for a fact it was feelings that I have not experienced in quite some time. I can't remember the name of the psychologist Stu had mentioned, but I believe the concept has recently become more popularized by Rick Hansen. The method he is referring to is called the HEAL method. It's an acronym, and for the life of me, I cannot remember what it stands for. A quick Google search also didn't suffice and or clarify, so I will ask Stu next Thursday and I will get back to you. But as Psychology Today explains, the idea behind this model is that by learning to engage in a positive experience, you develop a greater sense of resilience and self-worth. These feelings help to create an upward spiral in which good times build on themselves, further enhancing your happiness, it explains. So basically... The HEAL method he was speaking of includes a visualization component which has you finding or even creating as many happy places as you can so that you have a number of places to try and travel to when things get heavy. The coolest thing to me about this was that we hadn't actually discussed any of this before going on vacation. I know I had intentions of finding silence, but I sure didn't think I would be intuitively practicing this way of thinking. But that's exactly to reinstate why it is so important to give yourself space when you are actively doing the work. If I hadn't taken the time for myself, which for the record, we all deserve the time more than we may think, I never would have had the chance to really sit and absorb all of these positive changes that have been occurring. So, you might ask, how exactly is this a continuation from yesterday's podcast? Well, In true, replacing the bad with the good fashion, I'm going to highlight all of the positives that have been happening these last few months since I spoke more about the heaviness in yesterday's podcast. So, truth be told, life's really good. (laughs) Like, really good. I kind of touched on this yesterday, but it almost has a, a too good to be true feeling, which I am slowly beginning to trust that it is actually my reality ish slowly trusting that <laughs> so firstly the gym is absolutely crushing it before buying into free fitness i was skeptical of owning a business with two others the lack of trust within myself was bleeding into my trust of others but by openly communicating with tony and ty about everything that i have been experiencing in these last six months we have bonded in a way i never foresaw happening when we first opened up 18 months ago We each have our strong suits and by teaming up together, it has shown me that a team working in unison will always beat an individual working alone. Our community is rocking it and I'm just so excited every day I walk into that gym. This summer, I also had the opportunity to expand my business in a few different ways. One of which was I got to coach a coach and this was a ton of fun we're actually still working together her name is cat she's awesome so if you are in the market for a coach and you don't want to work with my beautiful face i would highly recommend her and to be honest i can't believe how much i enjoyed the coaching that goes into developing someone else's business it was totally different from what i'm accustomed to in regards to working with clients focusing more on strength gains weight loss you know things of that nature so it was really cool to get out of my own comfort zone and experience something like that and in the future it is something that i would like to do more of Uh, i don't think i'll ever expand it into a group coaching thing but i would like to do it in a one-on-one basis because i think i can really help individuals in the training industry develop businesses also this one's pretty exciting i have an editor now Truthfully. Even just saying that makes me feel like an imposter, but it's my reality. And sometimes your feelings just simply are not true. I've reached a point in my businesses that optimizing my coaching capabilities, I need to have more time freed up from editing and things like that so I can continue to grow myself and grow my businesses to make sure all of my clients remain as satisfied as possible with the service I provide. On top of all this, I raised my prices and this has arguably been one of the best decisions I have ever made. And to be completely transparent, the only reason I did this was because of the work we have done to develop my self-worth and the belief within myself and my capabilities when it comes to helping others achieve their goals. I have always struggled immensely with pricing because of my quote-unquote lack of education, aka not having a university degree. Simply put, that is complete and utter nonsense. I've been coaching for over 13 years. I have trained at this point thousands of individuals, ranging from weight loss, Olympic weightlifting, you name it. I've pretty much coached someone in some way, shape or form over that period of time. There is absolutely no reason imaginable why I shouldn't be charging more than what I was and truthfully still am even after raising my prices, there's been points where I'm still understanding and realizing that I'm offering a lot and I need to charge accordingly. Otherwise I will start to get burnt out and I will start to resent what I'm doing. And I love what I'm doing. I love what I do. I love helping people, but I need to make sure that I am compensated accordingly because When I hear of coaches out there in the industry who are charging an absolute arm and a leg, who have less than half of the experience or less than, you know, any of the credentials that I do have, it's frustrating for me to think that someone has that high of self-worth. I know that I'm working towards that and I know I will get there, but there is days where, again, I get quite frustrated seeing how, I guess, confident others can be. And again, I am definitely working on that. That being said, with all of these external positives, internally, I'm also finally beginning to trust myself. I'm beginning to trust my capabilities. I'm beginning to trust my judgment and trusting the belief that I'm worthy of the success that I know I'm worthy of. Originally, I had wrote down that I think I'm worthy of, but how we speak to ourselves. Really carries a lot of weight. So I changed that and I bolded it to I know I am worthy of. So to wrap things up today, I'm going to leave you with a challenge. I challenge you to not only paint your own happy place, but to start searching for more than just one. Pay attention. Those happy places are literally all around you. You just need to pay attention. And if you are struggling with this, put your Effin phone away and go for a walk. I guarantee you this challenge will become much more, much easier without the complete and utter day runner in your pocket. Quickly, I do like cell phones. They have allowed me to have a thriving online business. But again, we gotta be honest with ourselves. And is this piece of technology improving your current life or is it wrecking your current life? And that's only you know that answer. As always, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Also make sure to subscribe, not follow, but subscribe on YouTube. It costs you $0 and it helps out the channel a whole hell of a lot. I hope you guys have a great rest of your afternoon and hopefully we talk soon.